Hello and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast. I am one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm Liam. And this week... The other one. <laughs> uh, this week we are going to be talking about um, a very specific period of time and it was our childhood and WWF, which is now the WWE. Um, that's Worldwide Wrestling Federation, or the World Wrestling Federation, not the um, animal charity. Um, which which could be different, I guess. I mean, we were both quite animal fans, but that's a different podcast, I think. Um, but before we, we start all that, let's start off with a traditional, um, how have you been, Liam? I've been good. I've been just um, <clears throat> getting ready for this, really. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad, so I've just been like watching WWF. And his, his wife's... Endlessly and His forever. wife's been walking in and going, oh, God. <laughs> like, I know he's fell into that trap. Yeah, she did see the video today, and she was like, what are you watching? I was like, and I was watching something about Hulk Hogan and uh, Andre the Giant, and it was like paused, and she was like, what are you watching? And I explained it to her, and <laughs> gave her a breakdown of uh, how we used to, I told her about the uh, me and you wrestling. Gave her a side suplex, and, uh, like, this is what I hurt him with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um Let's let's cast our minds back. It's I'm gonna say 1989, and I think it was over the summer. Uh, my well, you would have been watching it for a while before me. I yeah, think. I definitely missed SummerSlam '89. I know that, uh, which would have been the end and of who August. Who was the main event there? Uh, that would have been Hogan versus. I can't think who it was. I've got a feeling it was Macho Man again. It's a bit of a blur, really. I mean, so you'd got Sky. I didn't have Sky. Yeah, and for anyone listening in the States, Sky is basically the equivalent of UK cable. Um, it's, it's, it, uh, when they set up, they were basically importing lots and lots of different uh, American shows and showing them on Sky, and it's a lot of the stuff from America that we'd never actually seen before. Yeah, SummerSlam 89 was Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus Zeus and Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, which I... I, oh, I Zeus. Yeah, Zeus, the guy who was in that No Holds Barred film. Uh, Tim Lister. Uh, huge guy, but he, he couldn't, couldn't wrestle for Toffee. Um, yeah. You remember him? <clears throat> yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I've been watching a thing about Hulk Hogan's rise and how about that time... Weirdly, although I think we probably got it later on film, like, uh, what's it called? What's that film he did? Oh, No Holds Barred. Yeah, No Holds Barred. That came out and that was in conjunction with WrestleMania 6, mm -hmm. I think. Did WrestleMania 6 it, with uh, Warrior? Yeah, Warrior? that was, but yeah, it was around that time. It might have been a bit before, actually, but he was, he was still around, because I remember we did see him. Um, we did see Zeus, but... Yeah, yeah, he was he was only in there for like a year. Yeah, yeah I think he I was. Think, and he ended he was just in matches. there for promo. Anyway, well, but what about starting with like? Um, so you saw it before me. You can kind of remember. Why don't you paint the picture of when you first discovered it? Yeah. So uh, just to establish, I, me and Glenn lived, but um, not even a mile, half a mile, yeah, half a mile. Each other. Uh, we we played a lot of computer games and stuff we were into turtles we you know we had uh, various uh, yeah we should say ninja together. turtles but, not um, like <laughs> i would generally follow your lead because you would have a you know we'll do this in another episode but how you would have a computer i wouldn't i'd come and watch you play games because i couldn't do it on a keyboard but anyway in that vein uh you had sky before me because you uh had everything as well you like the multitude of crisps, <laughs> but you know, so so when I would, I'd be like cycling over, like oh, Glenn's got, yeah, crisps. what flavors today? But uh, in the mix of me coming over, like, what have you got, Glenn? Like, I've got this new toy, like, I'm bored by it already, like, can I have it? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I asked you for this, oh. anyway. But in that milieu of uh, our friendship, you got into WWF. Who, how did you get into it? And you know, yeah. What got you so into it? So it, it was kind of it was, it was the most glossy American thing I can think of. And around the time, glossy. Um, around the time, I think everyone in the UK was fascinated with like America's the dream place because we'd just been inundated with American films, um, and it was kind of given as this. This is proper, um, 
and I think everyone wants and you would have been 11 no, or... No, I'd have been about 12, nine, I both, think. Both around on, nine coming on ten, I think, around that time. Yeah. Um, and my brothers were watching it, and they said, oh, come, stay up and watch this. And I watched it, and I was just absolutely hooked. And within weeks, I'd, I'd like religiously watched everything and knew who all the wrestlers were. And um, like, like anyone at the, at the time, I was like, I like Hulk Hogan. Uh, because he wears bright colours and he looks like, a, as I said to you earlier, a cooked sausage. Um, but a cooked sausage <laughs> where there's not enough skin for the meat bulging inside. Like a good pork sausage overcooked. It's funny to have someone so big in it. Because he was bald yeah. as well, wasn't he? He had like, kind of like... Yeah, I mean, essentially, if someone, if you didn't know who he was, well, and someone showed him to you, you'd be like, he looks a bit like a porn star. Um and like, hey. I don't think I had any concept of No, I know I wouldn't have had either, but um, yeah, like the. Well, you had Sky. Yeah, Sky, well, you know, yeah. That's, a, that's a different thing. There were things on Sky, but it was always. Um... Can't wait for our film. <laughs> it was always, uh, oh, look at these late channels. And it was just like a German 70s art film. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. As, uh, you know, they had a flicker <laughs> of a nipple or something. But I don't think you got. Into... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean. Oh, I think I've got a vague memory of resisting it. You were like, this wrestling's good. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think so. My dad said it's fake. I don't know why I was listening to my dad. <laughs> I was like, I think it might be real. I, I, I definitely thought it was real. Um, yeah, we got into it. And the the oh, first I event bad. I watched was Survivor Series. And I'm sure I started taping it because I obviously had a VHS as well. Yeah, you taped it. So every time I watched it, you'd yeah, always Yeah, but I'd sit and watch it, it again. So. But I'm, I'm sure positive like you'd come around and watch a saturday um show that was on yeah wwf challenge i don't know what i can't remember the point i was into i definitely remember when i was in the thick of it and like mm. oh look at these muscly guys stroke fat guys. yeah and uh uh and being both like quite fat kids it was like i think i could be one of these yeah that, that was the mad thing it's i actually actually thought oh, i could wrestle um to the point that we we did actually wrestle a lot um, with it with each other, and I, I'm sure, do you know, weirdly, my my brothers are eight and ten year ten years older than me, but we'd stay up late at night, not even really that late, but when my parents went to bed, having wrestling matches in the living room, oh, and um, I could, yeah, I remember, yeah, I can yeah. remember perfecting the figure four leg lock, which I can still do to this day. Um, yeah, you was always quite proud of that. I think you did it with a few. I think I did. Like yeah, and I was always always a bit more. I like submission moves. Um, yeah, which, yeah, which was which to me was. I was like, yeah, I was always a fan of. Uh, but let's let's put establish who were the key figures that you remember. Like, look at these big characters. So Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, um, Macho Man. I can remember him being quite big. Demolition. Um, you know, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who was just an awful wrestler. Uh, he, he he was really yeah. bad. Uh, I caught the tail end of Andre the Giant, the Million Dollar Man. For some reason, I really liked him, and I'm not sure whether it's because he's had a beard and you like you like fluffy yeah, hair. He was yeah, he was, he was. But I remember I, I went straight in with like uh, I guess yeah. It seems weird to think that I was a 12 year old like mm, I'm going to go in the sideway view here, and I was like. I like this Jake the Snake. Robinson. Yeah, he was. Uh, he clearly was a very talented performer. Which, in retrospect, makes me quite cool, though, because he is. I've been watching a lot of uh, WWF from that era's kind of like mm. documentaries, etc. And uh, people keep saying, "Well, he was great at ring psychology." I'm like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> but I guess he kind of understood how to tell a story because I keep reading about him being like someone who was pr promised a yeah that's right he was um some, some of the promos he used to do and it's weird to think that the promos when you actually watch something like beyond the mat which we'll cover later uh the promos are just done out the back in like front of a board but you've got all the wrestlers around there watching them yeah go and get it i'll carry on you've got the wrestlers around there watching them and they're all just standing there doing their their promos with like mean gene oakland or who were Tony Schiavone standing there interviewing them, and it's just before they're getting ready to go out. And I, I always thought it was a case of... Um, I always thought it was a case of the fact they would be, uh, like, in a special room being interviewed, but it wasn't. It was just they were just standing in front of, like, a, a bit of a sign with a camera on them, 
And you know, Jake the Snake, he'd always be there. And I remember when he got a bit fat, he had like a little waistcoat he started wearing. Um, and he had like, Jake the Snake started wearing a waistcoat when he got a little bit fat. Um, it was like snake skin, but he'd stand there and he'd do these brilliant monologues. He's like, I'm going to make you get down on your knees and fear the snake. And only then, oh no, it's too late. And you'd be like, oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I watched the... Um, it's so hard to um, uh, separate uh, what I've... Uh, viewed of WWF since you know liking it at mm. 12 then thinking this is absolutely ridiculous um and then when I saw Beyond the Mat for example realizing like oh no there's something uh special about uh expert stuntmen um who are kind of like pantomime actors uh to quite a high level in a way <laughs> you know if you saw a pantomime with this level of like musculature and performance, you'd be like, this is great. Mm. Um, yeah, they were. They're talented men uh, and women now. Very, very talented uh, men and women. Yeah, no. They're, 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 you know, at the time, though, when we were watching it, um, women wrestling, I mean, they had... But I couldn't care less about that when I was watching it. All I was like, oh, Hulk Hogan's the hero. Yeah, it was, it was a strange kind of hypnotism that they had over kids. Um, because you actually look at it, and I can remember... I got like these, they weren't official wrestling books, they were kind of like beyond wrestling, inside wrestling, and they were written, and they'd start telling stuff about the other, like the Japanese circuit and things like that, and they were showing photos of like Hulk Hogan on the Japanese circuit saying he does a completely different move set over there, and showing like photos of him doing like a high kick and things like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was very compartmentalised, I remember when you started kind of like referencing WCW or you'd be like, oh, there's another wrestling federation, WCW yeah. it would have been. And uh, just finding it too confusing. And I was very uh, rigid in my, like, good guys, bad guys. I think I was very black and white in that Damn. sense. So I didn't like it. I didn't even like it when people changed from goodies to baddies. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I don't understand this. Yeah, that, that was... Uh, do, you remember, do you remember when... I think you you endorsed the ambiguity there. I was just like, oh, no, I loved a loved no. a good heel turn. I really did. I was like, I'm going to do that one day to someone for real. Um, Watching all these videos recently, I didn't realise that the, that the goodies are called baby yeah baby faces, faces and heels. Things. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got um, so basically, I didn't apart from the main events, which Glenn would tape off Sky, say WrestleMania, Survivor Series, they were kind of key events over the year. And, uh, but on, but there were regular weekly shows mm. um, recorded, I don't know, all over the country, almost like touring, I would have thought, although we wouldn't have known that then. And so on a Saturday afternoon, I would go around to Glenn's and at about 2, 2 p.m., we'd watch this kind of magazine show. Um, and I'm just re-watching that now. I've got it playing on, on uh, YouTube. Uh, WWF Challenge and um, watching the tag team that had uh, Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man, who was essentially like a, a 60s greaser. They're playing guitars mm. in the ring after they've won. Yeah, that's right. If uh, Greg, Greg, Greg the Hammer so I didn't right. even like it when a tag team, one would become a, a, a solo player. I was like, no, you're in a tag team. You're a lesser, lesser uh, wrestler. I think I even judge them on how big their biceps were. <laughs> or how big their traps were. Like, no. uh, I would judge them on physique, which meant that uh, you know, someone like Jake the Snake, who had, like, in relative terms, thin arms, uh, I was a bit like, mm, are you proper? <laughs> That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. It's like, mm, they must be muscly. I think, uh, certainly by today's standards, I think it was the era at the time. I know Vince McMahon was a big fan of like that muscly built like a, a brick house look. Um, and I think he always liked, as he called the big guys, to be the big money makers. Um, because, you know, it wasn't until oof, like the mid to late 90s that you had people like Bret Hart starting to come to prominence. But... Yeah, it was it was really weird because I don't even I couldn't even tell you how many people were on the roster back then. Um, 
There were quite quite a few. Oh, there, there, there was infinite. You know, I couldn't even keep up with it. And all all I, my only uh, light was like, who's the most famous one at this point? So you know, recently I've been watching these videos and seeing that Ultimate Warrior was in the WWF by 1987. We were watching it in late '89. '89, yeah. say. And so he's already been around for ages. Yeah, which is, which is mad. But they, they have what's called a push, don't they? Where you get a push in popularity and they'll see how the fans take to it. Um, yeah, exactly. All I cared about was like, who's the most glamorous one? Yeah, it's like that story I told you about Jake Roberts. And he, he randomly DDT'd Hulk Hogan on uh, the Snake Pit, which was like his chat show. And it was, a, it was like a trial with the fans. So like, oh, they'll hate him for this. And the minute they started cheering him, it was like, oh, we're not going ahead with this. They like him. Like, they like what he did to that big muscled man. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was certainly an exciting time. Um, I mean, the, the fact, you know, we, we would emulate it and we'll, we'll cover that with our own little wars and matches and some of the, uh, you know, the terrible things I did. Like, I wouldn't let a girl who had kidney problems out of a Boston crab. Um, <laughs> which, you know... It was a child, childish negligence, but um, yeah, it was that. That's one of the damaging things of the WWF. It's like you don't let go until they submit. Yeah, there was loads of things in the news about like, you know, I, I guess uh, Sky had got big over here. Although I didn't have it, I watched it from mm. you. Um, but people were fighting each other all the time. But you know, I, all I cared about was the main events. I was a bit like, um, a bit like I am with boxing now. It's, you know, it hasn't changed. Like. No, I'm not going to follow the ground roots stuff. But all these wrestlers, I mean, I've seen, what, in the last couple of days, I've watched some documentaries, like, they were all slogging it out, pumping themselves through steroids and uppers and downers. Oh, it and, sounds like a... Um, not earning loads of money. Um, yeah, it does. But also, I was thinking, actually, today, with Hulk Hogan. Say Hulk Hogan was the, like, the pinnacle of it. In retrospect, he was relatively boring. But... Um, I wonder if the first time either of us either of us had seen him would have been uh, Rocky Three, because I'm sure I saw Rocky. Yeah, III we would have before I saw any W. Yeah, I think we would have done definitely. Maybe there was must have been murmurings that there was this wrestling. I mean, I remember watching wrestling on a Saturday afternoon, English wrestling, which was so kind of like uh, beige and kind of like grey filtered that I was like oh, I guess I guess Big Daddy's my favourite there was only Big Daddy <laughs> and Giant Haystacks that I can remember yeah, yeah that was oh and Tom Thumbs. do you remember him Tom Thumb no I don't yeah. remember him I remember watching it and being like I kind of like this and I'm also bored out of my mind mind you I could say that about any sport I've liked or any anything I've been interested in you can flip between the yeah, two yeah that's it I mean like we, we both watch boxing now but sometimes I have to rewatch a fight a couple of times to go did I enjoy this? Because it just looked boring. But, you know, I can, I can tell you now that I watch wrestling and like I've said, told you off the podcast, what I'll say here is I enjoy the story links if I watch it now rather than the actual matches. I'm like, oh, this is a good bit of drama. And it's like, I'll just fast forward through the match and just see how it ends. Um, but... Yeah, well, I had a bit of that. But then I think I did enjoy the wrestling part of it. I remember when there would be too much story. This, for example... You know, we were in the thick of it. And I, I used to like the wrestling match to be at least a wrestling match. There was a point where, you know, the heels would come in like, oh, he's grabbed his foot and he's pinned him. And there would be like a, a promoter who would like smack him over the head with a chair. I'm like, excuse me, there's a wrestling match going on, which was ridiculous considering uh, you you understood the uh, dynamics of what it was as entertainment more than I did. I think I was a bit more like I wanted it to be realistic. I, I think I... I yearned for it to be real, and therefore I wanted it to be a proper wrestling match. Subsequently, you know, when I've seen wrestling matches I've seen, I really enjoyed the ones where the wrestling actually was good. I mean, in terms of, like, the moves were inventive. Mm. You know, uh, or, you know, it's like wrestlers who never won belts, like Superfly Jimmy Snooker, who would just jump from the top turnbuckle. I don't know what height that would be. I mean, some of the wrestling moves... I don't know how they didn't get hurt just performing the move, really, which obviously they did. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it must it must have taken some out of you. If you watch like Superfly's Splash, I mean, he does 
he's, he's landing on his knees, that's the thing. He's, he arcs at the last minute, and then he's like, he's almost like forming a shell over who he's landing on, so he obviously doesn't crush their sternum. Um, when a 200-pound man drops on you, which would cause a lot of damage from any height, really. Um, you know, the, the impact that must have taken on his knees and his body, just that thud. And you think he was doing... I think they were saying on Beyond the Mat, they were doing sometimes two shows a day, seven days a week, in different places. And it was almost like you say theatre, where they'd have like a matinee and the evening event. Um, yeah, I didn't even know what I thought these people were in real life. I don't think I even considered it. A bit like when you see actors in something like... <clears throat> you know, and now I've been watching all this stuff like... You know, I'm just... It's still playing in the background now, and I've got like... It's like demolition for, I don't know, bum one and bum two. Like, mm. you know, because, you know, on these on these Saturday afternoon ones, it would just be like any wrestler versus someone you know. Uh, and I, you know, the idea that they were, you know, had to go home and like, how'd you get on today, love? Like, well, yeah, well, we beat some guys who were just on the on the way up just as part of a show. I, I didn't even consider it. It was just, I like their suits <laughs> and their physiques were very important and finishing moves we were kind of obsessed with what the finishing move was and how conceivably bad it was for the recipient mm. yeah i mean you know you, do, you talk about their finishing moves some of some of the great ones they had but um i can remember some of these the ddt one i just saw it that was a yeah great but the ddt i tried doing that on a kid you know out the front of our houses what yeah on a kid, like <laughs> yeah, that's like donk. Like, what do you do that for? <laughs> Can you grab that kid? I want to try the demolition. <laughs> no, you know the green at our front, which is like, if you, okay, just to the listeners, you had like my house. You open the door, and there'd be these three steps down. There'd be a block of like walking pavement or a path. There's people like a concrete path slabs, and then there'd be a green where it's like the kids would play and we would wrestle out there and i can distinctly remember trying to do a ddt on a kid stephen m let's call him that um do you remember him <laughs> he was the... yeah let's call him mr <laughs> <laughs> i can remember trying to ddt him on the pavements i thought it would knock him out uh, but he, he wouldn't actually collapse and uh... <laughs> you did it because you thought it would knock yeah him i was like this is not i know i can pin him that's the thing. Mm, I think this might mean I'll knock Yeah, it's like, I can pin him and I'll yeah. get a win. Uh, I don't think we wrestled as much as you say. You know, I think it was here. One of the things, I was, let's say I was 12, 13. I was already 5, 9, 10 at that age. So I was quite big and overweight also. You were smaller. And so I remember kind of like, should we wrestle then? And I remember being confused that you didn't want to. But, but you were probably looking at me like, that's like grappling an actor. <laughs> and to this daily, and one of my pastimes is grappling a man much larger than me. Um. <laughs> I remember kind of like sitting in your bedroom thinking, not, not on my own, with both, and we were like, yeah, because your brother had loads of weights and stuff, and it's like, we'll get into wrestling, and we'll, we'll get big, we're 12 now, we'll be able to be WWF stars. <laughs> yeah. We'll go, and use the, we'll go and use the weights in your shirt. In the <laughs> yeah. um, but because no one really used them, and they were just sat there, and there was also your dad kept bubble guards. <laughs> they were all covered in bird poo. Like, seemingly ancient bird Yeah, was it? Poo. It'd be like, pick up those dumbbells. Like, they're crusted in bird poo. Like, maybe we should go and eat more crisp. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, um, it, was, yeah, it was like opening an old crypt. Like, oh, what's in here? So, oh, please, please ignore the mess. Like a bird would twitter past my head. I'm like, I think I want to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... It was it was a strange time. Is there's so many like that did dictate our life for so like so many years. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we put the context of when it kind of. But I can't remember the turning point. I remember we were into it. I'd kind of got into it via you. I remember going back to my dad like, oh, I don't remember saying like, I'm into WWF now. Mm. But I remember my dad saying, ah, it's all fake. That I'm like, no, father. <laughs> like, how would you know? But, um, but you you had it more in your house, like your brothers obviously watched it. Um, I was when I went home, I was constantly told how stupid it was. Uh, although, you know, a year or so down the line, it's so truncated because at that point, a period of two years feels like a lifetime. I remember, um, you know, nowadays you can get like 
you could get a Hulk Hogan figure just go on eBay. But that, in those days, without the internet uh, being, well, even stuff of a madman's dream, mm. probably. Um, but I remember you joining the fan club and getting sent, like, badges and also an audio tape of the thing. Yeah, that's right. And um, I was annoyed because... I remember, I remember coming over the brow of the hill on my bike and then hearing, pumping out of... I knew it must be you. I think you, by a phone, I don't, you know, couldn't have texted them. It's mad that we even arranged, like, I'm coming around to your house now. I must have yeah. And I could hear pumping out of the window, just like the, I think it was the big boss man. Yeah, it probably was. I remember. And I heard it pumping out. Like, and I, it, it, in my mind, I can see you dancing <laughs> in your room, but I think it was projected, <laughs> like, <laughs> you dancing around your room, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's enjoying like, that. Dancing to uh, wrestling move music. And I remember kind of like, getting off my bike and running like almost like ah uh, as if i'd seen the meaning of life like oh my god he's got the actual theme tunes on tape yeah no it uh, was uh it was funny because i can remember that because that was after the old warrior won the title and they refreshed what you the fan pack was and uh it went from hulk hogan to the old warrior so you got like this cardboard cutout of the warrior holding his arms above his head like only about a foot tall with the championship belt on, and his music was on there, and Hulk Hogan's wasn't. And I was really disappointed that I didn't manage to get the Hulk Hogan one. I thought you had. No, that. I did. I did from somewhere else. What was the Warriors was that, music? Was it just like? It was that dun and he used to just run down to the ring. Yeah. What was Jake the Snake? He was just like a dun 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 It sounded a bit like Night Rider, Jake the Snake's opening theme. Imagine if his snake talked to him like this. Yeah, the mad thing about Jake the Snake is he never actually kept those snakes. They weren't his. They were hired wherever he went. Like... Yeah, it's just like, oh, got another snake. You're like, yeah, the lo- go and pick it up from the local place. They're hi- you're hiring one out today. And he's like, no one ever noticed that they're changed like, in length. So you had this... But then you think, God, he was handling that snake. So all the time, all these different snakes, just like, here you go. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially when you realise now that he was like, probably like... Everyone's like, oh, you couldn't tell if he was on smack or not. Like, yeah, what? and the, the, awful, the awful thing about that, I think, think about that now is... The fact that, you know, I've got a couple of snakes. I wouldn't dream of start putting them in a sack and just putting them somewhere for, like, 15 minutes. Like, you'll be all right there. I'm just going to have this wrestling match. Um, it just seems <laughs> yeah. bananas. Just like this poor snake. Just like, oh, I'm just in a sack. And then it's like, sliver over the man afterwards. Blow them kisses. Um, <laughs> you know, and that, that's what he was doing. But it was just like, no, that's fine. We like that. And how about that guy who's got the uh, the parrot? Get him down as well. We'll have a parrot versus snake match. Um, Is that what they do? They, I think they did do a Coco Beware versus um, Jake the Snake. And it was like a they both got animals kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Which is... There were such tenuous links. Like, I like animals. You like animals. Like, but I like snakes. Yeah, and this, some of the actual... I mean, God, some of the awful stereotypes they actually perpetuated, which, gladly, they don't really do that much anymore. But, um, you know, you had, like... Um, what's his name? Sergeant Slaughter returned to Iraq, and he was like, oh, I'm a traitor now. And I hate America, and I love Iraq. Um, and they're like... <laughs> oh yeah, they did. Yeah, the first they did. They're like, don't forget to put heels on his boots with a little like spike on his toe because it looks a bit like an Arabian sandal. Um, do you remember that? And it's just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Like, um, I guess they yeah, they're using archetypes of some kind, but I mean that's a bit different, you know. Yeah. How do you? Uh, if someone's going to do a, you know, it's like Tito Santana, if they're going to do an archetype of a whole nation with one character, most of them are, you know, there's these broad uh, strokes they're using all the time. They must use that to some degree. Like they had some bad, you know, like bad but, ones. We discussed a million dollar man with Virgil, and it's like, this is my black man servant. And it's like, and at the time we were just like, but never really thought about it. Like the actual, they did a whole storyline where he kind of broke away and turned on him. And I was like, Oh god! Yeah. I suppose that was that was quite, that's quite a strange angle to have. Like, and this is this is the guy. This is your manservant. And I was like, that that that's a bit dodgy. Out <laughs> in the early nineties, there. And then you had people like uh, Tatonka. Do you remember him? 
He was the he was the Native American guy. He had like the the red mohawk, and he, he was basically dressed in like you're dressed in buffalo skins, and um, it it come <laughs> down with like a headdress on, which apparently I've I've read up on this, um, and he said it was like massively offensive what he was wearing to Native Americans. But he'd come down with a tomahawk, and everyone in the crowd would like do a tomahawk motion with their hands. Um, it's. <laughs> Cut to a Native American, like, spitting out his trunk, like, <laughs> I can't believe this, I used to enjoy this wrestling program. Yeah, that's it, it's, uh, it's just like, and now look at this, they're mocking my heritage. Um, but yeah, you, you had him, and I can remember he did a storyline with Lex Luger, which was awful, where um, it was, he was a... Lex Luger, when did Lex oh, he Luger must have been, enter into it? Was he there when we were Yeah, he was it? in there, he was kind of like coming in as Hulk Hogan's replacement. Um... But it never quite no, off. Was he a WCW? He was, yeah. He, he, was a, he was a villain in WCW. And then he came in as a as a baddie in WWF called the Narcissist. And then he became like the Patriot Lex Luger where he's wearing all American stuff. But they had this they had this um, this angle with him where Tatonka was accusing him of selling out to the million dollar man and being like, you're a traitor and a sellout, blah, blah. And it, the twist was, it was actually Tatonka who had sold out to the million dollar man. And he, he like took the money at SummerSlam. I was like, ha ha, it's me. I'm a baddie now. It was just <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah. Was... I think that's what confused me. That there was the inconsistency of the... Yeah, I think I tuned out. It was so biz- bizarre how brown bread I was like. No, I think you'll find he's a good... Yeah, it's like, why would he turn on someone just for money? And yeah, and when you told me about WCW, it was like, yeah, but there's this guy called Sting who used to be the Ultimate Warrior. I'm like, sorry, I don't accept this. <laughs> it was like being told there was another universe. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was always like... And I tried watching it. You know, I was watching uh, a bit of a mini-doc about the Warrior Hogan WrestleMania. WrestleMania... Mm. What's it? Uh, six. Six. And... Uh, the guy doing this documentary, really good channel I discovered while trying to research some of this WWF stuff. And he said, um, the, the upping of like, uh, the filming, the gloss mm. of it, essentially, uh, the production values was such a big jump from WrestleMania five that, you know, it really feels like the birth of the modern WWF. And, and you know, how much that paid, a, paid a part, paid a part in, uh, it's like when we, not long after we got into WWF, well, about a year or so, so, I bought a couple of like WrestleMania videos of WrestleManias before I was even into wrestling. So like, I remember getting WrestleMania four. Was it when uh, Hogan fought? Um... Three. We did actually fight Andre at four, but uh, when he fought, when he fought, yeah. Andre in and the I'm sure, I'm sure I copied that. And ha- we, I'm sure, I, I've got a vague memory of us going to the library. In a Sudbury, our, our hometown, and, and photocopying the covers. Um, oh, we used to make our own. Yeah, I, yeah, I can remember we did that as well. Um, that probably what actually got me interested in design. Actually, a lot of that because it was um, it was it was quite yeah, it's weird, creative isn't it? I mean, for another for another video. But you know, Batman came in at in eighty nine, mm. so we were kind of uh, getting into comics at that point. I mean, maybe you were into comics before that, but. Um, I mean, how, amazing how much we were in, interested in the packaging of something. Yeah, it, it was. That's the that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's that's what it was. It was packaged very, very well. And the WWF was, and we, we used to get the. We had a. It's back in the days when the news agent was the only place you could get, say, a magazine, and we had a really good one next to us. And we're from a pretty provincial town, and uh, the news agents over the road, quite near where. Uh, Glenn lived uh, relatively near me as well, you know, less than a mile away. And you, I think you ordered in WWF magazine, and that seemed it's hard to underestimate the homoeroticism of like, this is glossy, look at these muscly men. Like, like, (laughs) you know, that had already been born with like, you know, being interested in like, I don't know, it seems unbelievable that we had seen Robocop at that point, which is still one of the most violent films I've ever seen but anything to do with like muscle bound men like beating baddies seems uh yeah that that's yeah. the thing isn't it I think um I think they I think the angle on wrestling what appealed the most and probably 
you know, it still appeals to me to this day, not wrestling, but it's the, the superhero element of it. Um, you know, essentially, like, you can go into the whole... I guess it's, yeah, it's an extension of comics, yeah. isn't it? That's the weird thing, WWF or wrestling in general, but especially WWF at the point where it broke through, was... <clears throat> I've often kind of... I was just thinking about this today, how I was like, oh, it's so silly and this stuff, but it's, <clears throat> it's the reverse of, uh, say, women throughout history, mm. especially in the 20th century, or uh, being exploited for their looks and their physique. Weirdly, that was what we were doing <laughs> with these men. You know, like, <laughs> who's the one we're being told is the best? Who's the one who's yeah, got the, the, charisma. the best musculature? Or who's got the best character? Or, you know, I didn't really judge charisma on what I thought their charisma was. It was like what I was told. Apart from maybe someone like Jake the Snake, who never won belts. And... Yeah, but that, that's the thing, isn't it? That's... I can remember thinking, oh, Ultimate Warrior must be stronger than Hulk Hogan because he's got less body fat on him. Um, which is bizarre, really, because you and I both know, you know, you do need a healthy amount of fat to actually function as a proper body. Yeah, yeah. And I used to think how good someone was just by how much they shouted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we ate. and they'd be the odd person you'd think like, God, they're muscle bound, but they're not very good because they just wear blue pants and they don't have like an outfit. Yeah, there was some truly, like you, you had a lot of people. I've just got. I'm just. I'm watching. Uh, I've got it in the background with no sound on. Uh, WrestleMania Challenge, which was the Saturday afternoon show that I would watch around Glens, and it's Superfly Jimmy Snooker, who. Uh, He's just about to do his finishing move, which is top turnbuckle, leap in the air, I guess about 10 feet, and land. God, his knees. It's an incredible bit of uh, athleticism. Is he landing on his knees? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really land on his knees. He's got knee pads on, but, you know, I mean, he's got to be, he's got to be at least 15 stone, but just more, God, it's just, it's crazy the stunts mm, it really is i mean um you know i know and but also he was never a contender for a belt i mean he was never you know vince mcmahon who ran it all which i wouldn't have known at that point had not deigned him you know they call it upper mid-level i mean they might have put him in there as a whoa he's like i don't i don't want to push yeah. this guy it's like why not it's like now yeah vince mcmahon would never push someone who's exciting he'd always push someone who's solid yeah. Which is... Uh... Well, that's interesting. Yeah, but then some, you know, you say that, and then it's like when we were starting watching it, there were, you know, essentially tag teams, established uh, stars, Hulk mm. Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, I guess Mr. Perfect. I mean, there was only a few in the top tier. Uh, I guess only Hulk Hogan, in a way. Macho King, Randy Savage, Ravishing Rick Rude. I guess we had a sense that some of them were technically better. You know, the, the whole thing was with Mr. Perfect, who was a, a wrestler at the time, who, you know, at the time I was just like, Hulk Hogan's the best. Uh, I was 12. That seems actually older than I would think to be buying into such ridiculousness. But, um, you know, you wouldn't necessarily pay attention like, oh, he's really good at those moves or you know, he's selling the fight more or whatever it was. Hulk Hogan essentially got started off well, got beaten up and then came back every time. That was the story of each fight. Mm. Um, but then, you know, I never learned to appreciate someone like, uh, you know, Bret Hart, who became famous after, who was much better to watch. Even when I didn't like wrestling, I would, I would see him on some things and be like, wow, that's really... It was a, it was borderline art. Some of the moves he would perform, like oh wow, I never thought you could do that kind of move, just out of pure athleticism, stroke gymnastics that they would. Um, yeah, pull it was it things. was interesting just going into like the toughness. Do you remember Haku? Oh yeah. Do you remember him? He was like dressed up like a yeah. Was his finishing move like a kick? putting his leg up into yeah the it was face. like a, like a kick to the face like but like if you actually if you actually look about him it's a real life character um every wrestler says undisputed he was the toughest man they'd ever met um there, there was oh, there yeah. was a there was a i can't remember who it was um i'm just watching just to jump in yeah here, uh 
uh, I've got this playing in the background, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was a huge character in it. He was like a force for good, although he never won any good matches. But watching him now, his physique, which was the only thing that I considered, was one of the biggest and best mm. in it. Uh, and his trademark was a plank of wood. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I've got a plank of wood. Like, hmm, I know who he is. But, um, yeah, that... Um, yeah, even even Jake the Snake said about Haku. He said he'd only fight him with a gun, like in real life. Um, but there was a story... Uh, Jake that? the Snake said if in a real-life altercation, the only way he'd ever fight him was with a gun. If he had a gun... He didn't do that as a promo, like, oh, well, <laughs> I But there, gun, there's a story, Arn Anderson... Haku shot in the ring by Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> Arn Anderson told a story where apparently... Three like large men in Texas started on Haku, and he he beat the crap out of them like by himself. Um, and apparently he, he gouged someone's eye out at one point, like with his fingers, which just sounds yeah. like. But it says, he's a nice man though. I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting anecdote, isn't it? Like three large men. <laughs> it's like they were definitely asking for it. They wouldn't stand up in court. <laughs> Um, can you describe them any other way? They were large, is basically all. <laughs> Gaggle of ugly folks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, no, it is it is interesting that the ones who who definitely had the most charisma weren't really pushed. Um, you know, Hulk Hogan, he had, I don't, I don't know how he got. He did. He he did have charisma. He did as much as you know at the time. I remember like not liking Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and but I, I watched um, at least mini doc by the same guy I was talking about earlier, uh, who kind of breaks down. He probably doesn't just do WWF. He does um, peak eras of all wrestling. Mm. He kind of really knows his stuff. I think he's probably older than us. And he was saying, um, you know, not to underrate what Warrior was. He was like, oh my god, this is, you know, he was like uh, the equivalent in a very small scale, to punk in WWF because he was just like, he seemed raw. Mm. He, was, he was vascular in a certain way, you know, a vascular man. <laughs> um, although, although, although all of his, like, you know, he had ribbons around his biceps to make them look bigger. But anyway, he mentioned that you should watch the promo that he did. And he did a lot of gobbledygook promos, like, I will call down the gods of all this kind of, like, Stuff about calling gods down to, you know, uh, yeah, make him beat the Hulk Hogan. But when you watch it, it's like at a performance level. They must have been taking like coke or something because I would have, I would have thought so. Yeah, it, the, the energy levels they've got. I've been, mean, you know, I'm technically a professional wrestler. A, a professional. <laughs> I'm technically a professional actor, not a professional wrestler. Although physically, I probably could oh. be a wrestler. I, I reckon with my physique right now, I could be like uh, on a really low-level card on uh, ECW in 1982. Oh, next time I see you, I'm, I'm six foot three, seventeen stone, with like minor musculature and some tits. I could probably um, like I could be someone that. Um, a young undertaker could have beaten on the way up. Like he's pile drivered him. Like it's like he actually anyway, damaged his uh, neck and but, he, he couldn't walk properly after this. <laughs> like, it's okay though. We just don't hold punches um, about this stuff. Um, you know the performance level is quite high. Like mm. it's all well and good saying subtlety, which Jake the Snake or um, some of the you know Bret Hart as well. You know. Charisma's a peculiar thing that's hard to pin down. Yeah. Watching the honky-tonk man here, who I was never sold on. Bret Hart was a funny one, because he was just like, what's your gimmick? I'm cool. It's like, okay, what else? I'm just yeah. cool, I wear glasses. Part of, his gimmick, part of his gimmick was, though, I mean, you say about like only being interested in the story. You know, in the later years of me watching it, you know, British Bulldog versus... Um, oh, God, on this W... I keep referring to it. W, uh, WWF WrestleMania Wrestling Challenge. Uh, someone was eating a Hulk Hogan lollipop. Then I remember <laughs> me and you were like, "I've got to get one of them." <laughs> yeah. Weird to think that we were like we could be considered as 
proper wrestlers when we grow up at the same time as wanting a lollipop with <laughs> with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and it was kind of like he's um he was I think he was just doing like a muscly pose like the one where you remember the one where it was like he flexed his arms together and was like ah I think it was that one he was doing on it and it's kind of printed on a vanilla kind of lolly or ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's weird to think how you know. I've kind of reassessed. I mean, I I went you know, I went off wrestling completely pretty quickly after around ninety two. Yeah, three. I think it was around there. But we, I think um, I stayed on a bit longer. Um, yeah, I remember watching WrestleMania whenever it was with when Hulk Hogan came back, and I remember you being quite like into it, and me being like, I don't think I'm into this. You're anymore. like, Glenn, I'm smoking. I'm being cool now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't smoking. That age. <laughs> Oh, I hope my mum doesn't hear this. <laughs> no, but I genuinely wasn't. <laughs> no, I, I could actually remember one of my one of my first cigarettes was um, under under a slide with you uh, whilst watching WrestleMania. Yeah, like, like, ah. ah, this is good. Uh, no, it's under a slide over the my park. First <laughs> <laughs> you, it was just like mm, this is nice. Um, <laughs> like this is what adults do. Like it's not nice, no it's yes. really not it's uh i struggle with it every day like i've had a few drinks and i'm like oh struggle with it every day says glenna as a cigarette yeah that's it though but it's, it's always seems to be alcohol is my downfall i'm like i fancy a cigarette with this and the minute i light it i go this is just horrible every time i, I need to get to the point where i'm just like it's horrible before i do it if you every time you have one cigarette every three months is the time you're like this is horrible yeah it's you're no smoker. I'm like, if I have one after six months, I'm like, oh my god, I've missed you. <laughs> I like kissing them, like, mmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, we've got off the point there. Yeah, it's um, what was I saying about um? Yeah, no, I've completely lost my point. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I, we were talking about ice creams, and uh, you know, the one hand we were. We were eating ice creams, and the others we were thinking of weights, and uh, we can work out and be wrestlers. Um, okay. I remember, I can remember. Yeah, so me and Glenn, me and Glenn did wrestle um, the only couple of times. I remember, <laughs> uh, now, now it makes more sense, that I remember, I guess I would have been 12, but I was big, t- I mean, I would have been pushing six foot at 12, and a good 16 stone, maybe more. And I remember you used to wrestle with your brothers and your and your oldest brother would have been nearly 10 years yeah. older than me. And I, and I didn't really know because I didn't really know your brothers. And you were like, you should wrestle Liam. You're the same size. And your brother... <laughs> and I remember kind of like approaching your brother, like arms outstretched, <laughs> like, should we do this? And your brother Paul being like, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, oh, I thought we were going to. I don't know what I was expecting to happen, like... You know, you had, a, you had like oh. a magazine, you had like a kind of coffee table in the middle. I'm just like, should I slam you on this? Like, get him away from me. <laughs> but the weird thing was, Yen, you wrestled me. And me, me, oh. <laughs> me and Glenn wrestled out the front. We made a ring that I would imagine was probably more dangerous than... It was like a couple of like spikes stuck in the ground to make a square. It was like, it was the equivalent of Batman... <laughs> Um, the kind of Batman suit you could have bought at the time, which would have wonky ears and the eyes don't fit your actual. Eyes. Oh God, I've got a story about a Batman suit. And it was I like, made um, as well. I guess I would have been in like whatever trouser I was, and we would have pretended to wrestle, but we both realised quite quickly, like this is a bit weird. We're like grabbing each other, and there's no commentator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. Do, do you want to tell the I'm doing it to him too story? <laughs> no, well, yeah, yeah go I can. on. I, I don't quite remember it. We were playing out the front. I don't know if it was the same time, and so we were right out the front of Glenn's house. We were like pretending to clothesline each other quite quickly. I realised like clotheslines aren't that easy when you do it in real life. <laughs> like, if I whack my arm into his chest, it's going to be like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you realised how technical it was, mm. but uh, and we'd like kind of grapple each other, and it was a bit. It was a bit weird. I can't quite picture it. But I remember I picked you up on my shoulder, a bit like a fireman's carry. And uh, I remember the front door opened and your dad came out. He, uh, in my mind, he was like polishing some tin. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably can't be He's probably true. doing something on a car, knowing him. And I remember being, re- you know, we're like, 
because we would put American accents on when we were wrestling. Like, oh, we were probably commentating I think as we, we did were. it. Like, oh, he's lifted him up or whatever it was. Yeah, I think we were. And the door opened and my face would immediately have been like, oh, sorry, Tony. <laughs> uh, Glenn's sorry, dad. Glenn's dad. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and he immediately said like to me, like, put him down. <laughs> and, uh, and I think I did put him down. And then Glenn pleadingly to his dad said, I'm doing it to him too. <laughs> Uh, which, is, <laughs> which, if you would have looked, it would have been... I mean, other people who didn't know who I was probably thought, like, about reporting it to the police. Like, I think I see a man attacking a young child out there. He's making him engage in some sort of wrestling match. Oh. Yeah, like, they've set up some kind of makeshift ring and um, he's just picked him up. And I think when your dad was away, I think if we did it again... I might have said, "Is your dad in?" Like, uh, no, he's out. He's out today. <laughs> the awful thing was, and I picked, and I was like, I picked you up and like slammed you on some like hard grass. Like, <laughs> that, that wasn't like an isolated place we were doing it in. There was a, there was a good like ten houses surrounding that. So yeah, we was in a square of houses. Yeah, it was just like um, people must have been like, "What's what are they doing out there?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was it was a bizarre. But I remember picking you up and doing a side suplex, which I think at some point I must have... When we were deciding that me and you would become wrestlers, there was definitely a period where we thought we'd be a tag team. I think we were going to be called... We had some idea of making us the British... <coughs> not British Bulldogs, obviously. I don't think British Bulldog was in WS, WS. No, I don't think he was. I wish I could remember what we um, came up with ourselves for wrestlers. Yeah, uh, I, I can't think back. Um, I mean, I remember coming up with finishing moves. I can, I can, I can um, remember. But anyway, I, I think I decided on the side suplex, which I remember not being happy with because the only person who had that as a finishing move was Dino Bravo. That's right. Yeah, he did. Who was a Canadian wrestler whose kind of moniker was being like the strongest, strongest man in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's big country. Yeah, like... Anyway, I'd lifted up Glenn. You know, all of a sudden, the reality of like what they're doing on a mat, like on some like kind of hard grass out the front of Glenn's house. I remember being really pleased. Like I've got him, yeah. and I like had you under my arm and fell down. I think my elbow smashed into your chin, and also I think we wonder if I might have cracked. Your yeah, chest we were talking point. about this. I, I had pains in my chest for about six weeks. Uh, when, when I breathed, I like slammed him down. I think my elbow went in his face. I remember him immediately. <laughs> it wasn't very WWF. He just like immediately got in, running in, holding his chin. <laughs> like, <"That> <laughs> <laughs> I remember later on doing it in your living yeah. room between. So he's like, yeah, and I let you. I was like, oh yeah, it's more, you know. I, and I let you do a pile driver on me, and so I lifted myself up. Because I don't think you'd have been able to lift me up because I would have been 17 stone and you would have been maybe 11 yeah. or 12 stone, even though you're littler than me. And I let myself like plonk down on my head. And I would, I remember at the time thinking, well, oh, a few inches there, I would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we, we were just absolutely nuts. And, you know, definitely a, you should, really shouldn't be doing this stuff at home. Um, yeah. I remember reading in the news. My mum reading stuff in the newspapers. Like apparently, a few children have really hurt themselves doing this stuff. I'm like, I can remember. I'm like he's doing it to me too. I can remember. I had a pair of handcuffs. So I'm not sure why. I think it was because of the big boss man. To be honest, um, and I, I'd made a nightstick out of yeah, two have... bits of wood that I'd sellotape together to form a nightstick. <laughs> and my brother, my brother, my eldest brother, Paul, let me handcuff him. And I went and got this bit of stick, and I was just whacking him with it. Um, which I think was actually hurting him. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Like, the what, that's on his back because he was trying to, try to shield himself because he'd been cuffed up. <laughs> it's, it's all kinds of weird in itself. At that point, I, I never had handcuffs in my hand. <laughs> and I was like, I remember handcuffing my brother and beating him with a sellotape <laughs> Yeah, I, I did actually do that. It's, um... God, it sounds quite corrupt. <laughs> Yeah, but the other thing I can remember going going through was um, at, at one point I was really obsessed with Ric Flair. 
which when you think about it really it's just like it was a man who's already in his 50s and just like yeah I'm quite old and I've got like dyed blonde hair and I'm just I look like you got into Ric Flair he's often cited across federations as the number one wrestler in terms of like his entertainment value oh yeah he's a, he was fantastic at what he um, did um yeah, I mean, I don't know what he did. I don't even know what he's finished. Figure four leg lock. Which to me is, if you haven't got a finishing move, I know, then you're not. Yeah, he was like the classy wrestler. He was like, oh, he's elegant wrestling. Yeah. Um, to me, he was all, I felt, what was his special move He, he, he used to do uh, a figure four leg lock. That was his finishing move. <laughs> oh, yeah, you loved the leg Yeah, I, I did. I was like, leg yeah, locks? Yeah, I loved that and, that and the... Um, Scorpion Deathlock that was which about was as a interesting to me as a disqualification with a chair being hit on the back like yeah but I, I can remember the figure four leg lock doesn't actually hurt that's the thing I was so surprised when like although I'm only submitting this should be absolutely excruciating but it just doesn't hurt at all it's more like a, oh, this is minor you've got my leg pushing on the other one but that's about it uh, but to look at it, it looks terribly painful it's like I'm putting your shin across your other shin well that, that's the whole thing isn't it that was you know, when you think about, you know, I'm just watching a bit of it again on TV, Big Boss Man coming down and they would just kind of like square around each other, stop, like they did these flick punches because you weren't allowed to hit That's them. right. I don't even know what the rules no, were. No, you couldn't now. hit them, but they used to stamp and, on the floor. And then they'd kind of grab each other around the necks, you know, under the kind of myth that it's proper wrestling. You know, I don't know how much a suplex would hurt. And even even something like the DDT, which certain moves just sold themselves. I guess they it was about selling how painful mm. it was or not. I mean, a clothesline makes no sense. No, it doesn't because you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, fall over. You're just gonna go like, "Hey, get off!" It's like that like batters into you. Or I've just hit hit my mic. Someone's got some sound effects there. I just smacked it. Um, yeah, we just, just batter into them with like this big muscly arm. I'm sure someone had a clothesline as their finisher, which is just no, the most uninspiring so finishing move you can possibly imagine. Like, what's your finishing move? I just clothesline them. It's like, oh, good. That was quite a good finishing move. The big boss bands. It was like a clothesline where he lifted them up. A clothesline. Yeah, he called it the side somewhat. slam, didn't he? Yeah, side oh, slam, yeah, which, side which side you know, in hindsight, I don't know why he didn't call it a slammer, because, you know, the putting him in a slammer. But, um, yeah, it's weird they didn't go with that. It's like, you just call it side slam, but my, my gimmick is I'm a prison officer. Side slam you. <laughs> I guess Yeah, but, yeah, he went for a stage where I can remember when, when we first started watching it, he was very fat, and then I think he got in really good shape. I must say very fat. He was he wasn't fat at all. But yeah, I see, you say very fat. I think it's his early stages with him on this now. This is like ninety ninety, mm. and I say he's fat. It's like the people we judged on their, you know, because he didn't have a Hulk Hogan physique. But he's a huge mm. guy. I mean, he's not got a small belly, but he's, you know, if you met him on the street, you'd be like, oh, I'm not going near. Yeah, he'd just be like, oh, I don't like his beard. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he, he was. He, like you say, though, he was so young. He's a good performer. He was an excellent performer. Didn't he have a feud with um, the Million Dollar Man? I'm sure he did. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's exactly this point, because they, they keep having little... Um, the multimedia aspect of these things, like it had a screen popping up of um, while the wrestling match is going on of Million Dollar Man kind of... Um, talking about like how rubbish the big boss man is <laughs> yeah, it's just like what do you think of him ted dbrc like he's rubbish <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's so much more on yeah yeah there, there was some and i think they did it on the fly and yeah, as and well when we, when we got um yeah it must have been such a small period of time we were getting the magazines i remember both of us were pretty hulk hogan centric and then mind you when i got into it i think ultimate warrior had already won it off of Hulk Hogan. I don't know why I didn't like the Ultimate Warrior. Maybe I sensed his actual boring. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> but, um, I sense this man's boring. I remember with me and you, uh, um, a bit like this podcast, when we actually tried to put it down, what we thought of it, by playing it with figures when we started mm. to get the toys of it. Uh, it was a bit like, how do we do this with figures? <laughs> yeah, they were just like, they were pretty much like statues, more like with movable arms. Because you had a ring as yeah, well. Yeah, I did, and a belt. I had actually a belt and another belt that was like a sticker on top of it. 
Like, I had a studio where you could record poems. No, I even had, talking about it, um, I even had a, a, like a bedside cabinet and the bottom cupboard I turned into Hulk Hogan's dressing room for my figures. <laughs> well, you just yeah, he just him, stood he there. Just, like, looked in the mirror like, better get ready for this <laughs> Yeah, and it's just mad. Just like, I'll just put you in here. Like, okay. Um, yeah, had him in there. Just like, and I can remember the first Hulk Hogan was just... Um, like muscly arms. I actually rigged up a gym for my figures where they worked out <laughs> and actually chatted about their, how they'd make the matches work. Like, oh, maybe a side suplex there. Like, I don't think oh, so. Oh, no, that's brilliant. 